Welcome to True Independent Media, Real News Live. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be across this beautiful blue-green globe of ours. Welcome to Real News Live. I'm your host, Mike Farah in Seattle, Washington. And this is a Toxically Masculine Tuesday. Now, we had a guest lined up. She hasn't showed up yet. Uh, she is calling in from uh, Madrid, Spain. So hopefully she'll get the memo and be here with us. If not, we're going to just uh, chat with you guys for a while after I do the short um, news report. So we'll just go ahead and get started. And if Grace arrives, she arrives. So we'll just wait and see on that one. Um, okay, I think obviously... The biggest news is that there is a gentleman named, um, well, hang on a second, that a former sergeant at the former sergeant at arms, uh, Michael Stenger, in charge of the security for the January 6th insurrection, suddenly dies at 71. That's what all the mainstream news is reporting. He died suddenly at the age of 71, and he resigned on January 7th, I believe, uh, 2021. Uh, at the request of Senator Mitch McConnell. Now, this is fascinating for a number of reasons. The circumstances and cause of death were not immediately clear. I will clarify that in a minute. And Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene posted that he was found dead today. He's from Falls Church, Virginia. He resigned the day after the Capitol violence at the request of then-Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who hired Stenger for the post in April 2018. He served as the 41st Sergeant-at-Arms of the U.S. Senate. Now, the Sergeant at Arms is the Chief Law Enforcement Protocol and Executive Officer for the U.S. Senate. He's responsible for security in the Capitol and all Senate buildings and serves as the Senate doorkeeper. I think he's the one who introduces the president at the State of the Union when the president comes in to um, give a State of the Union address. However, this is fascinating because Mr. Sanger had uh, been scheduled to give testimony before the January 6th committee. Guess when? Today. Today, at about 7.30, he was supposed to give his testimony to the Senate committee on January 6th. And he's a guy who, um, uh, you know, all of a sudden uh, had a change of heart, talked about paid professional agitators that were operating in Washington, D.C., on January 6th. He said, we have an opportunity to learn lessons from January 6th. Investigation should be considered as to the funding and traveling of what appears to be professional agitators. First Amendment rights should always be considered in conjunction with these investigations. Let's listen to some of this interview. This is the constant give and take of security. We have an opportunity to learn lessons from the events of January 6th. Investigation should be considered as to the funding and travel and what appears to be professional agitators. First Amendment rights should always be considered in conjunction with these investigations. Law enforcement coordination in the National Capital Region. Okay, so what he was saying is that there are apparently or were paid 
agitators who had something to do with January 6th. Now, we all know that the FBI, their paid informants from Antifa and various other um, organizations had infiltrated the January 6th peaceful protest and started all the violence that led to the opening of the Capitol doors and a bunch of proud patriotic Americans simply walking in nonviolently into the offices of the Senate and the Congress and being arrested and held illegally in Joe Biden's gulag now for over a year and a half. But there's a little more to the story than this. The reality is that Stenger, in fact, was not simply, um, <clears throat> did not simply die suddenly. He was actually shot and apparently shot three times in the back of the head. Let me go find the tweet here. Uh, oh, by the way, yes, if uh, if the vegans hold a parade uh, or, or sit in, you want to go out and eat a burger right in front of them. That's, that's the best thing to do. Um, anyway, he actually, the reports are that he was shot three times in the back of the head. I had it. Where did I put it? Where did I put it, Mike? Mike, where did you put it? Live TV doesn't always work. Hi. How you doing? I know I've got my guest in here, so hang on. Um, da, 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 da. I had it here. I had it here. No, I don't have it. Okay, so the rumor is flying around that Stenger, in fact, um, was shot. Hi, pigtail curl. I see you there. Just hang on. Um, that he was, in fact, shot three times in the back of the head. Now, how a major news organization like NBC, ABC, CBS, all of them, Fox News cannot know this is beyond comprehension because the cause of death is known immediately. There's also reports that um, also reports that he um, had was scheduled for this uh, meeting today and that he was not going to be talking to the January 6th committee just about January 6th, but that he was also going to talk about the documented assassination attempt against Donald Trump in the 2020 State of the Union address in which he refused to shake Nancy Pelosi's hand because as we know, there were separate poisons on different people's hands that he shook. And the final one was gonna be Nancy Pelosi. When she shook his hand, it was gonna activate the poison and Donald Trump was gonna die of a heart attack or a poisoning right there on the uh, dais of the, um, of the House of Representatives or shortly after the speech. It was a planned assassination attempt. Trump knew about it. And the rumor is that it was Stenger who informed him, who informed him of the assassination attempt. He knew all about it. And this is why he had to be killed. Suffice it to say, you know, again, we've had a lot of other assassinations. We've had Julian Assange. We've had all these people close to the, the uh, Clintons. We've had uh, Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell's on the suicide list. We have to watch this because this could be one theoretically that will break things out. Now, a couple of other news items that I think are important. The Arizona uh, audit, Arizona fraud resurfaced itself yesterday, and it was pretty interesting um, uh, that um, Carrie Lake, who's running for governor of Arizona, actually uh, was interviewed by Brett Baer yesterday on Fox News. Brett Baer, of course, is a little never Trump fat ass teddy bear who um, helped with the insurrection, the real insurrection on November uh, of 2020 by falsely declaring that Joe Biden had won Arizona moments after the polls were closed, when in fact, we all know 
that Donald Trump won Arizona in a landslide. Let's watch Carrie Lake's interaction. He's asking her about completely nonsensical accusations that uh, she was uh, she used to like to hang around with and uh, invited a drag queen into her home and then criticized drag queens um, at children's events. Let's watch this one real quick because Brett Bear gets his ass handed to him. Q one thing. Uh, obviously, as a candidate, you come under scrutiny. The Washington Post has a story today. It says Arizona GOP candidate who criticized drag queens was once a fan, according to a drag queen. This is the quote. Arizona GOP gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake, who has attacked drag queens as dangerous to children, attended the shows of drag queen Richard Stevens for more than 20 years and once hired him to perform at her home. Do you care to address? That? I do care. I actually do care to address that. And I'm really shocked. I'm actually appalled that Fox News would take defamatory story like that. And we are pursuing legal action against this drag queen. I'm appalled that you would bring that up when you have not talked about our stolen election. You failed to talk about We just spent three that. questions, Ms. Lake, talking about this. I you just asked you a number of questions about it. I played the Arizona this House is Speaker. The first of let's adjust, this is let's the address first of this story that's in the Washington Post. Every candidate takes wow. tough stories. I'm asking you to respond to it to if you'd like it. to. I'm happy to address it, but I, I'm really disappointed in Fox. I thought you were a little better than CNN. <laughs> this is a person who I covered for decades, for decades, 20 years, and he's never been in my home. He says he's been in my home for a drag show. That's ludicrous. He's never been in my home. He's lied. We tried to serve him defamation papers, okay. and he's so shady that we can't even track him down because he's not even welcome at the places well, what, that he works. I'm sorry, but this is the last question I'm going to ask. What about these pictures of you with him? Richard Stevens. Brett, and the what about the, is, the post? I performed for Carrie's birthday. I performed in her home. That's not I true. I performed for her at the, some true. of the seediest bars in Phoenix. I don't want to ask these questions. I asked you to address them. I, actually, I think, you, I think you do want to ask them, but you don't want to ask about 2,000 mules. I think you do want to ask about this. This is absolutely <laughs> ludicrous. I'm I'm talking about drag shows in schools. This is what triggered this man. Somebody who goes to a drag show with female impersonators is one thing. We don't want our tax money going into drag shows at school. Okay, I understand what you're making a difference the there, but you're I'm saying his allegations not. are wrong. Is They're what you're false. saying? Yes, okay. I am, oh. and I'm really I'm really appalled that you would spend time on a false story like that. It's shocking. Well, I think it's, it's, ask, it's important to have candidates opponent. address things that are coming up that might affect uh, a race. True. And I thought you would appreciate that. But you didn't that. ask my opponent, the establishment opponent who was here last week, you didn't ask her about her votes to allow illegal alien students to get a lower tuition than American students. You didn't ask her about okay. the 70 plus times that she raised tuition on American students. You didn't ask her any tough questions. That's and here true. you have me on and you try to bring a defamatory story out. It's really sad. I Ms. thought Lake, there was hope. I really appreciate your time. Uh, we thought we'd address all issues that are on the table. That is one of them being covered today. Uh, we thank you and we'll cover the primary. Thank August you. 2nd. Please send reporters out to cover this corrupt election. We would appreciate it. <laughs> So uh, I guess the best way to say this, Brett, is you got your ass kicked, okay, by uh, by a girl. Brett Bear got your ass kicked by a girl right there on national TV in front of millions of Fox viewers. Look, here's the reality of the situation. Uh, it's one thing, and we're going to talk about this with our guest. It's one thing when um, 
adults go to a female impersonator show. It's common. It's common in Las Vegas. You might get your picture taken with a performer. It happens. They have two pictures, apparently, one of which was obviously at a nightclub. The other one appears to be, to me, a Halloween party that she attended because she's dressed in a costume. Um, and, and again, this woman is a strong, leading, make America great, Trump-oriented candidate for the governorship in Arizona, which drastically needs to change because Arizona was the heart of the corruption of the stolen 2020 election. So, and again, she's only talking about not putting this in front of little kids. It's another thing if you're a grown-up adult. It's another thing completely. So that's pretty interesting. Now, speaking of um, speaking of the Arizona audit and the Arizona situation, some more stuff sprung out yesterday uh, with... Um, Jovan Pulitzer on a right side broadcasting network did a um, testimony yesterday where he revealed a whole bunch more issues with the ballots in Arizona. Over 200,000 clearly illegal fraudulent ballots were counted. I'm just going to tell you 98 to 99% of those were for Joe Biden and gave him the state. He goes through the whole process. You can go to RSBN, watch uh, the testimony, watch the analysis. It is fascinating stuff, and I highly recommend that. Okay, so before we get to our guests today on Toxically Masculine Tuesday, I would like to remind everybody, please, to visit our wonderful sponsors, the CBD Gurus, the CBDGurus.com. They are cool, amazing people who create all sorts of cool cannabis-oriented CBD products like these CBD gummies I'm going to chew up right here. Uh, and if you go to the website, you can either call them at 612-412-8343, or you can go to the website and uh, go to the wholesale section. Yes, see, I have a little gummy right here I'm about to chew up. Go to the wholesale section, click on Mike B Wholesale. You type in the discount code, which is ALIEN, A-L-I-E-N, and you can get uh, this week's specials. We've got the CBGA gummies on sale, uh, various different strengths. You've got the Delta 8 gummies, which are pretty intense stuff. The Miracle Gold, which has black seed oil in it and apparently helps with stomach issues. I could have really used that yesterday. And, of course, one of my favorites, the pain oil and the X-Freeze pain roll-on. I could use that. i got a couple of tendons here in my hands that are bothering the shit out of me. So I got to get me some of this stuff. You get special discount wholesale prices and you get, you must be a Mark Z wholesale buyer. No, it's Mike B wholesale buyer. Uh, got him to fix that. You get 20,000 dong for a Vietnamese dong for an order of 50 or more, $100 or more, 40,000 dong and 150 more. You get 60,000 dong. The CBDGurus.com, the CBDGurus.com. Even if you buy something not from the wholesale page, another product like the other cool stuff they have, like the CBD bath bombs and um, powder mixes and the CBD soaps, which by the way, the CBD soaps smell extremely masculine. I'm going to have to start using these. Um, if you buy it, make sure you tell them that you heard about them through my podcast and they will really, really appreciate that. And so will I, the cbdgurus.com. Okay. That is going to just about do it, I think for the news report. So right now what I'm going to do, because it's Toxically Masculine Tuesday, I thought I would bring on um, a special guest. We talked about this a couple couple weeks ago or last week, and she's somebody that I um, I vibe with, even though she's female. I kind of feel like she knows what she's doing, and she understands the masculine and feminine roles and why things are so screwed up in the world right now. So I'm going to bring her. On. I don't know. What do you want me to call you? Pigtail girl? Yeah, you can call me Pigtails. Is the short version, really, Mike? Um, I have a lot of. Um 
aliases in social media because I'm always yes. getting shut down and I'm always restarting. Mm -hmm. And so I reinvent myself with silly names every time. But Pigtail Girl, you can find me in YouTube land under that name. So As just stick Pigtail to that. Girl. And, well, I'm going to reveal a couple of your other identities today because I'm going to read from some stuff. Is that okay? Okay. Electric? Can I, mm -hmm. can I show you? Yeah. Electric? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is that what I try to do on this show is I talk about things that I think are relevant to the whole masculinity, femininity thing. I feel like intersexual relationships are broken right now. They're really, really screwed up. Part of it is the fact that, you know, with women in the workplace, women are now more financially independent. So the existence of the alignment of the man provides the resources and the woman takes care of the house and the children and the man in various different ways uh, has become broken. And, and I think that was the intent, uh, really, in putting women in the workforce, that and the idea that they wanted to get women paying taxes as well as the men um, has been really, really interesting. So um, I, I find this to be really, um, you know, you, you posted something the other day that I thought was really good because what I'm a big defender of is men in general. Um, I think the laws are set up to take advantage of men to steal their resources. I don't think they're fair. I don't think they're right. Um, you know, women like to have a choice. I think if a woman decide, if a woman wants to have, you know, an abortion, I think within the new legal parameters that are going to be set in this, in this country, by the way, you're in Madrid, Spain. Is that correct? You're in Madrid right now? Well, I'm in Barcelona, but I'm on Madrid time, but I live in Barcelona. Okay. Yeah. In Barcelona. Sorry about Barca. They've really fallen as a football club lately, <laughs> but uh, I'm a Manchester City fan and always have been. But, um, you know, I feel like the, the situation has become very unbalanced. And, you know, I, I, I've always felt that if a woman wanted to have an abortion within certain parameters where it's not inhuman or as is in, inhuman, and we could talk about that, um, that a man should be able to say, well, I don't want this kid if she has a baby and not have to financially support her. But the situation has been designed, set up socially to basically take from the man that which he's achieved. Now, men are required in life to go out and become something. We can't just be, we have to become something. We can't just be good looking. We have to like do something or we're not gonna get a woman and we're not gonna have the things we want in life. But anyway, you posted this, which I thought was really interesting. So I'm gonna share it. It was over on your Facebook page under Electra Fireness, right? Is that correct? Yes. And uh, I just thought it was really, really compelling. So I'm gonna read it. Um, this is June 21st, by the way, coincidentally, my ex-wife's birthday. People say stuff like a real man doesn't care about sex or a real woman doesn't care about money. And I say to this, 100% not true. The man does want to poke you with his penis. We're going to say that word. <laughs> and this is normal and natural. And a female does want to be taken care of so she can give birth and take care of the young. This is normal. Stop making normal, natural behavior seem weird. Fancying people because you're attracted to the way they look and smell is natural equals natural. Attracted to security equals natural. It is normal for a woman to be attracted to strong, muscular, healthy looking males who can provide. It is very unnatural for women to be attracted to weak, spineless, Starbucks drinking, I, did, I threw that in, feminized men. Bill Gates comes to mind and it's completely normal for a man to like the way a woman looks and to be attracted to her flesh. This is what a man is. There ain't no shame in it. He likes her boobs as they tell him, these will nurture your offspring well. 
and he likes her hips as they tell him, I have space to grow your offspring. Nothing weird at all about normal human mating rituals. I don't know if you could say it any better or say any more on that, but I thought that was absolute brilliance, and I can't believe I haven't shared it, but I will. Um, you want to follow up on that, or or what's what brought that uh, out in you? What what brought it up to you to, to talk about that? Yeah, well, um, you know, it's been we've had a lot of Father's Days recently, and I've been thinking a lot. I often ponder the masculine and feminine roles in life and um, the family unit because I came from a very dysfunctional family unit. So mm -hmm. I've always been interested in why why is the family unit failing so miserably? What's going on? So as I got older and, and a bit wiser, I started to realize that since, you know, the end of the World Wars, uh, World War II, when we were supposed to be going to progress, it doesn't seem that it really was progress. It was progressing towards something very unnatural and that the destruction of the male and female roles played a lot to do with that destruction of the family unit. And it all, it all goes back to the end of World War II because the roles of the women and the men would drastically change forever there with the women being pushed out into the workforce. And um, yeah, and, and a lot of a women's liberation, supposed liberation also was coming in the beginning of the 1900s with the suffragettes. So this idea that women had to somehow liberate themselves from men was inserted into, uh, into society. Into consciousness, a, a, yeah. a, Into the consciousness as a thing, this battle between the male and the female. And this was all to do, obviously, with breaking down the parental system, because what do they want most of all? It's the children. They want to have your children taken out of your protective hands, placed in their system. The, state, the state's where, hands, yep. Yeah, where they can just brainwash, 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 bring your children up for you, right? Tell them about life, like you were talking earlier about the drag queen shows in schools. When you think that most children leave school without even understanding how money works, or how their body works, or even how to take care of themselves, surely there's more important things you need to be teaching kids at school, right? And anything yeah. else should be up to the parents. So if you destroy the masculine and feminine roles, you take the mum out of the home, who's taking care of the kids? Or, or, or you're having mothers now bringing up kids without the father there. Why, why don't they want the masculinity in, in there, the strength? Women yeah. have to be now both a man, and a woman and you know it's all very confusing and it's not good for the children they're making dysfunctional um environments to make dysfunctional people because dysfunctional people are easier to manipulate and control and brainwash and a strong male and um, alpha male is going to protect its young and a strong mm -hmm. alpha female is going to protect her young to 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 the death you know you're not just going to be docile handing your young over to who, whoever feels like doing whatever to them, are you? So no, especially, been... especially creeps and perverts. You're going to protect them from them. I mean, that was a fierce thing when I was growing up. And, you know, and again, I, I got by just fine, not really even knowing what sex was until I was 11 or 12 years old. I think at the earliest, I mean, I, didn't, I knew I liked girls. I didn't know why. I knew there was something about naked girls that I liked. I didn't know why. But, you know, eventually, once you find out all oh, what the secret, the big secret you get told of how everything works, um, you, you know, I, I was raised in a very solid family environment with a man, my father, who went to work and provided for the family and my mom, who took amazing care of the house. Sometimes she could have spent a little more time with the kids and a little less time taking care of the house. But, hey, you nobody's perfect. And I think I grew up far more normal. And 
and then also, you know, not willing to um, not willing to compromise on being a guy. You know, I, I look around and so many men today aren't guys anymore. You know, it's they, like they, you know, they've been turned into feminists. Mothers now want to bring up their sons as feminists. And, and it's it's crazy. And it's because there isn't a man around to say anything about it. And it, and again, it's um, this idea that th I think there, there's a very dark underpinning to this whole thing. I agree with you on that. You say it started in the in World War II, probably, but I don't think it really manifested until the 1970s. That's when it began to manifest itself because I was raised pretty normally in the old ways, as was everybody in the in the 60s and early. But by the late 70s, it had started this progressive left-wing mindset had started to take hold to the point that, you know, when I got married, I thought we were, oh, we're supposed to be partners and, and I should check with her on everything. And ultimately that ended up with us hating each other, right? Because I, I didn't assert myself. I was, you know, making space for her, which I thought was going to make her happy, but no, it made her miserable. Yeah. It's like, you know, um, the stress on a dog, as an example, when it doesn't want to be an alpha dog, because the owner doesn't know how to treat the dog, these little dogs have the stress suddenly of being the alpha, which they don't really want. And it's like that in a relationship. You want to just be left to do the mother things and know what to do and get them done. And you want to know that the man knows how to sort out his business and that he, you support, just support and trust him. He doesn't need your permission or your actual feedback on absolutely everything because it takes a lot of time up. And actually, you can just be getting stuff done. And then you just look at each other like, wow, it, when you're in a good relationship, it works like a well-oiled machine. And actually, yeah. me and my husband have this personally. We work together. We don't even need to say it to each other. We all know our roles because the gender roles work because it's naturally encoded into us like any other animal. Actually, you don't even really need to be told it. All this idea that it comes as some gender is just some conditioning that happens to you after you're born. I don't believe it. I think every animal knows what to do it doesn't have to be taught by someone else how to do it a turtle doesn't even get shown how to lay eggs and how to make a nest right it comes straight out into the sea as a baby how does it know what to do no one's teaching it it knows because it's in there it's nature it's in our right. genetic code what to do and how it works can you imagine yeah. if an animal was having to ask permission or ask you know oh should i do that funny <laughs> dance for you now love yeah. or do you want the shiny pebble should i put it here or here I mean, how yeah. would nature get done? It wouldn't, how would things get done? Yeah, they wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't make very many more turtles if you had that kind of a situation, that's for sure. And yeah, I forgot to mention you're married and have a couple kids, as I recall, correct? I have one, I have one daughter. One daughter. Yeah, one daughter. Who's going to be raised the right way, thank God. Um, yeah, she and, will and be. Yeah, it, you know, it's like there's this thing in my community, in the UFO community that I'm a part of, and I'm, I do various shows and things, and, and, you know, I, I'm supposed to act like I don't like sex and I'm supposed to act like I don't like girls. It's like, Oh, I, I can't believe you said that. Uh, you know, somebody, somebody would like say something and I would go, Oh, you know, that's pretty funny. Or I would just make some comment or something on stage and people would be like so upset or I'd make a, a joke about going to a strip club. It's like, why is, why should I not be able to say that? What's wrong with me oogling women? It's, it's a male thing. And there is this very, very strong, intense, um campaign going on right now to suppress men's natural uh ways of thinking which is the first thing we're attracted to is your looks right yeah they're trying to stigmatize just nature make the unnatural seem cool or in and the natural seem weird or old and fuddy-duddy almost like it's not progress it's something else but actually 
we're, it's, we're regressing away from that because, you know, everyone likes sex, really, I hope. Uh, otherwise, I don't know what you're doing with your life. And if we can't laugh and joke about those things, then what can we laugh about? If we can't well, I mean, joke single, about life. Every single one of us exists because your dad thought your mom was hot. That's the only yeah. reason any of us exist, right? Yeah. So um, it's just that's where human life comes from. And so, you know, I remember I remember when I got divorced in like 2004, I had some friends that had taken me to taking me to the clubs, you know, the strip, the gentlemen's clubs. And it was important for me because I didn't know how to talk to girls. I'd been married for 20 years. I was like, I don't how do I how do I talk to a girl? How do I re, how do I remember how to do this? Right. I mean, when you're married, foreplay is a Saturday night. You want to have sex? That's foreplay when you're married, or at least when I was married. Um, and so you, you know, so it was like, yeah, and people say, oh, well, it's, uh, it's so distorted. It's so inverted. And I'm like, because a woman has to come out at you. And I'm like, well, not really, because it's the same situation that you're in in real life, which is that I have the resource, which is the cash that the girl wants. And she has the sexy figure, which is where I want to start with a relationship. Right. So, um, I learned a lot about where modern women's mindset was from doing that. And eventually it served me well as I went out into various other other relationships. So I I can see the future coming, which is that if we don't push back on this, men and women together, if we don't push back on this, that they're gonna, you know, they're gonna ban the strip clubs, they're gonna ban dating. They're they're really already now. I mean, I mean, if if you're no seriously, if you're in a bar and a girl is dressed super sexy and shaking her rear end around and you slap her on the ass when she walks by, they act like that's a felony now. I mean, it's like that used to be just I don't know something a girl and a guy would expect in a bar 20 years ago. So and actually, I mean, if you went out and no one slapped your ass, you were probably feeling a little bit disappointed when you went home. You're probably thinking, it, was my outfit not hot enough? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, the thing is, is that uh, they're trying to criminalize normal flirting yeah. behavior between men and women. And I think that's very dangerous. Yeah, well, because they want to take your credits away eventually, don't they? That's their game to get you on some mm. ridiculous system where they'll deem what's correct behavior and try to <laughs> turn us all into these drones. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I mean, oh, well, you slapped a girl. Not that I've ever done this that I can recall, but you slapped a girl on the rear end at a bar when you were 18 years old. And I'm like, yeah, I did. And then there's other stuff like, you know, um, girls don't like that, Mike. Um, Deborah, some girls do. I, I'm just going to tell you right now, some girls do like that. So it just depends on which girl you're talking about. Right. Um, and there's this also there's there's this um, new mindset that's per permeated throughout the news and the media that girls don't like it when in fact girls do like it and i i've found that you know there's there's men out there there's guys that have kind of a men, there's kind of a men's movement that's forming that says look what a girl tells you she wants is what she thinks she wants because society's told her she's supposed to want this, but that's not what she really wants. What she wants is for you to decide where you're gonna eat. She wants you to drive. She wants you to walk on the outside when you're on the sidewalk as a protection. She wants you to make most of the decisions. And if she really, you know, and she doesn't really care that much about your feelings. So I don't know, is that, do you think any of that stuff is true? Is is it? I, I do. I think that the female mind and psyche has been brainwashed though since birth to think being a strong, independent woman, making all the decisions is where it's at. But really when you're a mother, I mean, that might be nice when you don't have any children, but once you, honestly, you're a mother, you really realize why the gender roles work. 
It's because your mind, you get that mummy brain actually, and your mind is so focused into taking care of the kids that you need a man who can just make decisions. Now, of course, some women think it makes them stronger being independent, they don't need a man, they don't need this. And, and if someone pinches you on the bum and you don't like it, you've always got the right to go turn around to them and tell them to go fuck themselves and tell them that you don't like it. You know, in a normal society, we shouldn't be afraid to deal with our own problems too, like adults. If you don't like someone doing something, then you've got the right also to tell them that you didn't like it, okay? So, but it's better than having laws and or weird restrictions. So suddenly behavior becomes so restricted, no one even knows what they can do anymore. And right. it's just, it becomes, it becomes too, humans when they're restricted is like a zoo animal. A zoo animal who goes from the wild into a tiny space becomes mental. They start pacing around their cages. They develop um, pathological behavior. And that's what it's all about. It's about getting us to stop communicating directly with each other, disconnect from each other and develop weird pathological behaviors around anything that's natural, basically. Anything right. that's stable or family-based or based in the, in the genders or, or anything that keeps society stable and, and healthy, basically. Right. And, you know, the thing is, the reason I call this Toxically Masculine Tuesday is because there's nothing toxic about masculinity. There's nothing toxic about lusting after women. There's nothing. That's where love and family start is with a little bit of lust. That's the reality of it. Uh, Paula yeah. Golden says, we're both full of shit. Slapping a woman on the ass is called molestation. It should be a felony. <laughs> I'm out of here. Well, Paula, let me be the first to say bye-bye and, you know, enjoy enjoy your meal for one at home with your nine cats tonight. Go but, right I ahead. mean, obviously, there's a time and a place. If you're in a bar sure. and you're there and you're wearing your sexy clothes and you're having a good time, you know, in the old days, people used to, I used to pinch someone's ass. I mean, we, where I come from, we used to get a bit cheeky physical with people and it, it was a joke. And if you didn't like it, you know, you could always grab the person's hands and, and tell them so. But it was just like, it was real. We were just, we were all right. just acting normally like normal monkeys would in the jungle. But I get like, obviously in a workplace, in a hospital, on a train, obviously. you don't want some guy you don't know coming up, slapping you obviously. on the ass. Right? I'm talking obviously. about you know, in, a, in, a bar, <laughs> in a bar where you're there to meet the opposite sex. <laughs> That's or the same sex, depending on who you are. I don't, you know, I'm, I mean, seriously, I mean, I, was, I can remember uh, in LA and, Oh, three or oh four. I was at a at a pool hall and I'm sitting there, you know, bending way down to take a shot. And there was two girls at the other table, and she just slapped just me as hard as she could on my ass. And I, a, I fucking loved it. And it, it's like, okay, um, you know, I mean, it's just, it's kind of like. Got girls Sometimes face. it's like the ass is just it's calling not, you to give it a slap, though, especially when someone's exactly. just. Bent. Exactly. <laughs> and they had been flirting, they had been flirting with us back and forth. It was me and my brother Dave. We, you know, we were flirting with them, they were flirting with us. It's like, yes, slap my ass and call me daddy. That's a guy, by the way. Um, so you know, I mean, come on, it was just um it, it's it's just the, the the they basically are trying to criminalize normal sexual interactions between men and women as yeah. well. Is. Yeah, they're trying to change our mating rituals and to confuse us and to make us not know what we're supposed to be attracted to. Really, it's all about inverting anything they can. Con confusion leads to easy to control people. Right. And, and the, other the, thing, the, the other thing, too, is this whole strong woman thing. OK, I'm strong. I'm independent. I can take care of myself. I don't need you. OK, great. That's really masculine. If I wanted, you know, if I wanted to come home, that was one of the things, too, with my ex-wife is. You know, I felt like she's competing with me constantly. And I'm like, I don't want to, I compete with men all fucking day long. 
I want to come home to softness, comfort, and femininity. That's what I want to mm-hmm. come home to. I don't want to come home to conflict and, and, and a competition. That's what I deal with all day. So those masculine qualities are not going to attract a man into your life. They simply aren't. Men are going to take one look at that, at, the, at a woman with short hair, and, you know, she's 40 and no kids, and she has a great career. That's not attractive to men. You know what's attractive mm-hmm. to us? A young, long-haired, well, youthful looking anyway, or youthful feeling, feminine woman who likes men. That's attractive to us. Not your, I don't give, you know, men do not give a shit about your career. We don't give a shit about your degree. When we come home, what I want is sweetness. I want sweet. Yeah. And, yeah, and the, the woman was I'm, supposed I'm, to bring that soft warmth to the home. That when you remove the warmth and the softness of the woman, it's like you take the heart out of the home. So I see the family like the man builds the house. He's the one externally making the house. But then the woman is like the fire in the center of the house. That's bringing all the warmth and the the soft glow to the home for everyone that then returns to it. So this is how I feel with the male and female roles within the house. And I agree that women have lost a lot of their softness and um, Mm -hmm. their ability to be submissive in a way that's not not detrimental to you, not like, oh, yeah, I'm a doormat or in, enslaved, but just to be receptive and, and soft in energy. It's right. taking energy in rather than pushing energy out because that's the masculine exactly. pushes it out and the feminine takes in. It's like, come here, dear. It, it, it takes you in, the feminine. Exactly. And that's, that's the way we're actually built physically is we're supposed to, you know, insert into you and you're supposed to receive, right? Yeah. And, and the, the pillows are there for the heads yeah. and, and the, come here, dear. you know, you have the pillows there for that reason yeah, next to then, the heart and then, then next to your make, heart. Right. Right. Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, right they're next to the heart. Um, okay. So I saw a movie once with Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor, and this is a line that all men should remember. And there was, I was, I was at a bar and I used it at a bar later. Um, and I, there were girls around and there was a girl there with really big boobs, which is very attractive to most men, right? Some men say they don't, they don't care about a, whether a woman has big boobs. I'm like, are you really a dude? Are you sure you've always been a dude? Um, but, but, you know, we were talking and flirting and things were going on. She was probably a Libra. Um, and she said, you know, why do you keep looking? At, all of a sudden she turned. It was a shit test, which women do. She said, why are you looking at my chest? And I looked at her and I remember the line from the movie. And I said, because that's where your heart is. <laughs> that's a good one. Shut her up. <laughs> and I, I did end up going home with her. So that was that worked out really well. And we, we, I wasn't a one night stand. We, we, we were close for quite a while. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess the other thing is, um, before I ask you about other things that you do, is what do you where do you see the future going i mean i i see a lot of pushback they're censoring men there's men like donovan sharp and rollo tomasi on the web who are talking about not only defending men and men's rights but also just guys this is how women really think you know if you they they really you if you're going to be in a relationship with a quality woman if she's been brainwashed by feminism you're going to have to do these things and you're going to have to be willing to say that's a bottom line for me. You know, I'm sorry, after we're together, we're living together or we're, um, you know, we're out, you know, we're, we're married. If you want to go out to the club, that's enough. That's, that's it. We're done. You may as well just pack your shit and go, because that means you're looking for my replacement already. I mean, there's this mentality. So where do you see the future going from your side of it? I know where I, 
I feel I see the men pushing back, but what about the women? Do you think that there's going to be enough leaders like you to sort of fight this feminist mindset? I think it's a rising phenomenon now because um, my generation in particular were really heavily brainwashed into that. And so we were coming from mothers who had also been brainwashed into that. But my mother didn't realize why she was so dysfunctional was that her mother wasn't there for her. But I realized the dysfunction in my family. So I was able to say, oh, hang on a minute, analyze it, correct it. And oh, this is why this is all going wrong. And um, I think there's going to be a lot of pushback and a lot of people are trying to heal their divine masculine, divine feminine at the moment. A lot of people are into their healing work. That's really going to help the planet. And people like me with my husband just standing in that natural power. And again, not in offense to anyone else's way of life, but just for what works for us as heterosexual uh, human beings, um, to just stand in our power and actually just reclaim the, the, the true energies of the masculine feminine relationships. Um, I mean, especially in these times that we're in now, had I had to be really having a high powered career, earning all this money and, and having my daughter and with everything that's going on, not to have been able to just homeschool her as a single child when she was just in lockdown and give her all of my attention and energy, she, I don't know what would have happened to her. So it's, it's even more important now than ever, and I think women are realizing this, to have this structure in the family, the traditional structure to the family. And even where I live in Spain, they still pretty much have that. There's a lot of traditional family life still here in Barcelona. And you can see that the children in general are just much happier. They're more well-adjusted. They don't seem to have the problems that we have in England, even where our family units have just been destroyed That's in right. the UK. And they encourage girls to have babies and get to get council houses. So we have a lot of single mothers. And again, no offense to single mothers. You've had to do it because there's, there was no other choice. But right. I just feel that a child needs the masculine and the feminine energies to grow into a healthy being because that's the truth. No matter what they tell us, that is the truth. Right hand, left hand, mm -hmm. male, female. And yeah. it's women and men who are realizing this. We're realizing we've been duped and that they've tried to, take us away from each other and it's like that but it's we're magnetizing back to each other because you can't really split up the man and female it's it's um it's, it's yeah, human nature it's a part of nature it's it's the north and south pole that, that we are attracted back to one another again so i'm very hopeful that, that you're going to see a movement of perhaps more traditional family values as a pushback that's what will occur yeah, I hope so, too. I think that that we will be moving in that direction soon if we're not already. And I mean, again, the biggest lie that feminism told women is that having a job and a career can be just as, as satisfying as being a wife and a mother. And it it doesn't. It doesn't satisfy the feminine in you. It does not. And so that's you, you can choose that path if you want, but you're not you know, it, it's not better than than being a wife and a mother. That's that's the best thing I think that a woman can can be in her life. Um, and the other thing, too, is the language you use is so important. The divine masculine and the divine feminine. That's why I call this Toxically Masculine Tuesday, where I talk about Rocky movies and things I've seen that I think are important is because masculinity is not toxic. It is just mm -mm. as divine as femininity. It is natural. It is normal. 
It is what everybody is inclined to. And it's all these other pressures that have pushed us away from what we would do naturally. And again, not every man can be an alpha male. So I think in, in some ways it's the guys, it's the guys like Bill Gates and, uh, and Mike Florio of pro football talk is a guy who, who got, you know, got picked on by the alpha males at school and got wedgied and stuffed into a garbage can upside down. Those are the guys that are pushing this other agenda because they think it puts them on an equal footing and it just does not. It's like, we, yeah, it's, we need to embrace it. It's true. You don't need to be an alpha male externally. And in fact, there's a great place in nature for the non-alpha males too, to help and support the alphas and, and to, to, to work with them. But within your home situation, you have to be the alpha when there's no other male around you're the alpha with your family, with the woman, you don't want the woman to have to be the one protecting <laughs> the family. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, That's, not your job it's you you know it's the man's job to know how to use a gun and to have, take care of the security and to provide for the family there's and no nothing wrong with the woman knowing how to do all those things sure. of course i'm very strong i work out i'm physically fit i know how to to shoot a gun i know how to do bow and arrow i've done kung fu you know it's not like i just sit around painting my nails all day i'm i i'm very much an alpha female so i like to be very strong i'm very motivated i work 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 but i only do all those things around the time I have spare for what I give to my family and they have to work in to my role as mother. So everything I do, the, the main role that's most important for me is mother and wife. Mm -hmm. And then I do all the other things to, to um, age. Yeah. Cause obviously if your husband isn't there again, you've got to be a mummy bear, right? You have yep. to be the mummy bear, yep. but yep. it's, it's better if you don't have to do that because <laughs> you're not the yeah, strongest. I don't, I don't think you're going, not the strongest. Right. I don't think going back to the, era where where we wouldn't let women vote or know how to use a gun or you know be able to do anything without our husband's permission that's not what we're talking about we're talking no. about going back to the natural roles um you know in yeah, a more he, even strategy. that was a even that was a distortion because they had mm -hmm. to take it too far one way to then make women want to fight to go the other way because that's what yeah. inversionists do they always have to pull the polarities around and and they take advantage of, of whatever they can in the human psyche Okay. Any, um, I, I really want to thank you for being on here and giving you perspective. We pissed one or two people off with the whole butt slapping thing. But um, <laughs> like you said, I, I love what you said. It's like, if I went to a bar and a, nobody's tried to slap my butt, you'd be pissed, you know, back in the day. <laughs> so yeah, back I, in the day, maybe not now I'm a married maybe, woman, if I'm there, no, with my husband, perhaps, but back no, in but the, the day, you know, the thing is, look, if if you're if you're twerking around or something, and there's a bunch of guys oogling you, and one guy slaps slaps your butt. It's your if your husband's there, it's his job to straighten the guy out, right? <laughs> or it's your job to say, hey, no, thanks, don't do that again. And and you know the truth is is that men that were like that, you know, got straightened out in bars when they went. Yeah, we just bars. you just straightened them out, and it was and good other men, the male and the female dealt with it, right? Exactly. Sorry. Exactly. Exactly. No, it's exactly. We don't need the nanny state to deal with that stuff for us. That's really no. the point. No, and, that's and really again, the point. And again, slapping a lady on the butt who's being flirty in a bar is not a crime, and it's it's not I don't sexual. Think it should assault. be a crime. It's not sexual assault. <laughs> or, it's or maybe they could give you beads when you go in. The beads would say, "Don't slap my ass." No, <laughs> yeah, so then yeah. you could go into clubs where people could exactly. actually put symbols on them. 
I like to have my ass slapped. I take yeah. the red beads. And, and again, I don't like it. I take the blue beads and then the men will know, okay, who's going to That's a great idea. Off? I would support right. that. If I ever own a bar, I'm going to have that. I'm going to have that be the. the yeah, the, why couldn't uh, we be clever with it? Let people know what we like, what we don't like. Because obviously you do have to you have respect people's boundaries, of course, healthy boundaries. Yeah. But you can, why, why wouldn't you make it something fun? Like I just said, with the beads in a bar, we have it in, um, in naturist spas. I went to this naturist spa where you go naked into the hot springs and they have beads. And if you wear the beads, it means don't talk to me, leave me alone. I'm meditating. So you can be there and completely left alone. If you don't wear the beads, you get to have all the freaks there and, and party and have fun and laugh That's and great. talk, whatever. And, and they have a system for it. Mithras, uh, I, I read what you're saying. I don't think women like to be slapped in the back. Well, not in the back. But remember, not everyone is thinking about sex all day. But we're talking about when you go to a bar to yeah. meet the opposite sex, which is what most of these places are. Okay. So you can't, it's like you're supposed to not um, allow normal sexual interactions in a place where that's the whole, the, per, the point is for men to meet women and women to meet men, whether it, ends up being sexual that yeah we're, we're not talking about running up to a woman on the beach and just slapping no. her on the ass we're not talking we're about not. that we're talking about human mating rituals in certain conditions and environments <laughs> no you don't you don't want to do that um so okay so any anything else i mean you do other things right i, I think you do tarot readings is that right or some other stuff or am, did i have that wrong uh, I'm, yeah, I do tarot. I do healing. I do a kind of healing called body talk, which is really my passion. And I make healing subliminals also on a YouTube channel called uh, Subliminal Junkie. And um, I do a podcast with Starfire Tour. I know uh, she's a friend of yours too. Love Starfire, That's yeah. focusing more on the alien ET tip mm -hmm. um, that we, we both have in common. So I'm very much into, <clears throat> excuse me, healing. I do lots of sessions with people. I, I do intuitive tarot. I like to focus more on tarot where I'm giving people advice on their growth or, or their progress or their healing rather than am I going to win the lottery or that kind of tarot. I like to do deep intuitive tarot with people. And uh, so, yeah, my main job really is a healer and a tarot reader and a subliminal creator because I'm also a sound engineer. And um, I was a DJ in London and a singer and a recording artist and I used to record produce and I was living a man's life. I mean, I was a DJ. I was in a man's world. Uh, right. I was totally doing a, a dude's job back in those days. But I did it with my femininity. I didn't want to be like the men. I didn't want to act like the men. So I, I brought this other angle to it, this feminine style of, of the DJ. So I, I sort of in my life, I've always been into music, uh, engineering and um, healing. So at the moment, that's really my focus. So if people want to have any healing sessions with me or check out my subliminals, they yes. can feel free. Yeah, um, to, to take a look. Where, where do they find you for that? Where do they find you to do that? Okay, so my YouTube channel is called The Pursuit of Happiness. And it's all one word. Americans should know that saying very well. And yes. uh, that's my pigtail girl Um YouTube, and you can find my details for my booking page for healing sessions. Or I can give it to you, Mike. I don't know if you can add it to this because I do all my bookings through Calendly. Uh, um, I'm getting, I, I'm getting uh, all the Will Smith movie uh, links here. Did I spell it right? No, it's the channel. You have to look for the channel. Filter it as yeah. channel. You will see the channel, The Pursuit of Happiness. Um, yeah. And I have Subliminal Junkie. And the the junkie is spelled J-U-N-K-Y, uh, subliminal junkie. And that is a great resource for anyone who wants to do healing, 
um, especially after all the crazy we've just been through. You know, there's so much on there for different health conditions, um, anxiety, depression, um, MS. You know, there's, yeah, so, there's you, so much on there, my subliminal channel, and that's a great free resource them. for people. Okay, if you if you send me the link in the private chat, I don't know if you have a keyboard there. I can um I can put it up for the in the chat. And also, and, uh, I must remind people about the Time Chronicles podcast I do with Starfire Tour. Okay. As well, that's very important. That's a great podcast for stuff on the ancient alien topics and and perhaps also understanding what's going on right now in the world because we cover a lot of um, information on how what happened in the past links into what's happening right now. And we right. cover things like time shifts, timeline edits, um, what some people might call uh, the Mandela effect. Um, Starfire Tour, my partner, she's the woman who all that science came from. So we talk very in depth on these topics. So if people are interested in those sorts of topics, find it on YouTube, the Time Chronicles. Okay, um, so we have the uh, the Pursuit of Happiness channel is up on the screen now. Here it is. I just subscribed. And, and I have time subliminal junkie. The subliminal junkie that because i like to give your listeners uh, your viewers that one because there's a lot of free healing resources on there and i know people need it so i'm really trying to get that out there and i'm about to do one for more gallons that's going to cover et nanotechnology and removing it so i'm hoping this subliminal is going to help a lot of people who've had the maxine jabber jibbers okay, and also this, the ones getting the more gallons so check this, that is out this right, is this the right channel here that I've, I've got you the blue i think that's yes. you okay yes that's, that's me djing the photo <laughs> and then do that's check funny. out the time chronicles with me and starfire tour as well that's also very important okay hang on and of course all my private details are on these channels you can just look me up and find my email address how to book sessions with me and may I add the healing I do is all based in consciousness. Body talk is a fantastic system developed by a man in Australia that enables people who learn it to scan the body and to ask the body to reveal all the distortions in it. And this actually gives me a very good bird's eye view into how the body works and why the father, the mother and the child is so important as a human being to have in balance within yourself. Because mm -hmm. the healing I do works on these masculine, feminine principles. Everything in the body is either masculine or feminine. And you have the father, the mother, and the holy child. And this is what we work on um, in Body Talk. We're really balancing out all those systems. And the body doesn't lie. People on TV can tell me what other what unnatural nonsense they want to tell me. But when I'm scanning people's bodies in Body Talk, I can see what the truth is in there and why people would want to distort those aspects within you because it creates disease, it creates distortion, it creates perversion, it creates every manner of, of mental illness you can think of. Like Joe and Biden. It, yes. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Okay, so um, <laughs> um, I, I, now that you brought that up in the healing, I want to ask you, what do you think about the rumors of the med beds? It's like what you're talking about sounds like a, it's kind of a methodology. The med beds work more in a plasma state, but do you hear about these things? I mean, what do you think about that uh, theoretical technology? Do you think it's real? Yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely something that will be in our future. I've even seen them in my own visions years ago because I've always been interested in healing. I used to just have this image of, of these um, isolation chambers that would play frequencies and subliminal messages and certain colors and certain frequencies to you that would heal you. 
And I, I was already envisioning this years ago. So when people started telling me about med beds and this kind of technology, you know, knowing what Rife knew and knowing that since Rife brought forth his knowledge, we've, we've made even further strides in the understanding but of the, frequency. The problem, though, is that, as, as I understand it, with the Rife thing is nobody knows what the frequencies were that he used. We, we, that's the part that's been lost. That's part the, probably the part that Tesla had that Donald Trump's uncle, John, took away and hidden the papers. It's going to get probably going to get declassified soon. So. Well, the good news about Body Talk is it takes it that step further because I become the Rife machine. I become the technology. Really, a technology is only an imitation of what your technology actually is because we create in our image. Everything is always trying to copy itself. So anything you can create as a technology, you have that ability in the human technology if you know how to access it. And of course, it's the last thing anyone wants to teach you how to access. But yeah. uh, people who study body talk, we learn how to scan for frequencies. So I'm asking the body, what's going on here? What's going on here? It's going to tell me a story. It's going to be, well, there's this memory here. And it was this argument she had with her mom. And there was something other. And then this is affecting her sinuses. And now she's got an intolerance. And there's this little story of frequencies and what caused them. And once the body just tells you about it, and you're like, okay, then I balance it out with a and you can method. Do this, you can do yep. this online? Wow. Yeah, I, I do it all remotely. I have a huge client base, lots of very happy customers. Most of them are regular as well. They see me for body talk is like something that if you're very uh, dysfunctional, you have a lot of distortion, like people with serious depression or serious uh, virus conditions, like they come to me and, and I see them every week, every two weeks. And it's really the what I see as the future of, of, of medicine. Every really? mother yeah. in every home could know how to do body talk and then you wouldn't need to be at the doctor's office all the time she'd be able to i'm doing it with my daughter just scan the husband scan my kids and i can just correct everything going on in the house so there doesn't need to be dysfunctionality in my home if there's anything going on i can clear it now wouldn't that be great if every mother learned how to do that in the home yeah you don't need to go to the hospital if you you know severed something you need a good stitch up you know hospitals are good to patch you up and um Put you back together again when all else is failing but with body talk if you were having it since you were a child you wouldn't grow up to have all those failings i mean of course you will still have some here and there but you know a lot of it you could take care of yeah my my dr Pector, pepper addiction is still going to take uh, a toll on my body no matter <laughs> what but yeah um that sounds like something i could really use so why don't you let me uh, let me know the details in uh okay line. yeah i can, well, I'll I can send really you the calendar link I'll send you the Calendly link. I just have a Calendly booking page. I don't even have a website for it yet because I'm just too unorganized sometimes. I'm such a creative person. I'm always doing so many things that mm -hmm. sometimes things like websites. <laughs> yeah, well, it's um, it's getting late back there in Barcelona and uh, I will let you go. I really appreciate you being on here and bringing a woman's perspective to the kind of things I like to talk about on this Tuesday show that we do. You know, I do my news and what's going on in the world and with the reset and fraud election yeah. and all that stuff and then i um i i like you know i like to talk about other issues that are important to me as well so i really appreciate having you on and giving the woman's perspective here by the way don't forget this video will be removed from youtube as soon as it's uh processed on rumble you can always find the link on mikebarrett.blogspot.com and where is my mikebarrett.blogspot.com link it's in here somewhere yeah mikebarrett.blogspot.com that's linked directly to the rumble site go to rumble 
and you can subscribe and always get the daily shows. And please, if you would like to send me some love so I can afford a session with Pigtail Girl, <laughs> paypal.me slash Mike Barra and Venmo at Mike Dash Barra. And I would really like to give a special uh, shout out. I don't have it anymore. Okay, somebody, uh, yeah, I will send it out tomorrow. But thank you guys for thank you. helping me out with the show. Anything you want to say before we sign off? I just want to say thank you so much, Mike. It's been great to connect with you. We've been friends yeah. for many years here and there on social media. We've always gelled. Uh, I think we have a similar sense of humor. So it was just yeah. great to What's do your, the bit with you. What's your astrological sign? What are you? Well, I go by the Vedic astrology. So with that, I'm an Aries. And an for me, Aries. that makes total sense. So what's your birthday then? 24th of April. Yeah, that's really really odd for me to to be to connect and vibe with somebody at that uh, in that birthday area but at least it's not june because that means we would be fierce enemies so <laughs> all right thank you pigtail girl yeah we, it's weird it's like there's a lot of people that i've been friends with i think on on social media for years de almost a decade in some cases but i've never met them it's great to actually talk to you face to face and i really appreciate like like i said i really appreciate you coming on and giving a woman's perspective on toxically masculine tuesday thanks for being here thank you all right guys that is going to wrap it up i will be back tomorrow the final show of the week with jen jen we're going to do a tell the truth wednesday we're going to do some readings we're going to give up the latest gen telling the latest news. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, I am off. I'm going to be in Roswell at the Roswell UFO Festival. I'm speaking there, drinking a lot and doing a lot of unhealthy things. So everybody, <laughs> I will see you then. We'll see you back tomorrow and have a great one.